The Money Show. Consumer Ninja. The Consumer Ninja always on your side. We're speaking, of course, to Wendy Nola today, and we're talking about the use of technology in assessing accident claims. Way better than the highly subjective he said, she said of witness reports. But how far can insurance assessors go in terms of uh, putting in those claims uh, using your CCTV cameras, using cell phone cameras, or dash cams like we've seen of late? People also using their phones to record accidents uh, that we've seen online. That can be used. As evidence, welcome uh, to the Money Show again, Wendy Nola. How far can insurance assessors go in using this evidence? <laughs> Hi, Moteo. I was pondering this question as a result of a case that I took up recently, um, and it got me thinking about. I mean, I'm someone uh, you know who's had a, been driving uh, since the 80s, so uh, you know, in those days there was no technology around. Um, that the insurance assessors could use um, when claims came in, right? So it was, you know, driver reports, witness reports, and that was pretty much it. But uh, technology has now led to our lives being tracked and recorded in a way we couldn't have begun to imagine a generation ago. So we have CCTV cameras, you know, in, in major parts of Johannesburg, you know, just about every uh, intersection is covered. We have cell phone cameras and, you know, still a video that um, witnesses, um, they might be have been shooting something else and suddenly, you know, they happen to record an accident in the background the dash cams in vehicle cameras, tracking devices in our cars, and of course the computer uh, systems in the cars themselves that come with the cars um, as standard. And they capture all sorts of funny and tragic things, But uh, and we've all watched those YouTube videos. Um, but they're also evidence, right? And evidence it's evidence that could work for you or against you in a legal or an insurance case, depending on whether you were in the right or in the wrong. Um Incidentally, when it comes to motor insurance claims and all manner of other things, actually, ideally, we should all have dash cabs in our cars mounted on the dash. I've, I've asked around about how much this costs, um, and the answer is anything from 2,000 rand for the Chinese cheapies to around 8,000 rand for the good ones. But they do provide us with our own evidence. We don't have to go asking around looking for witnesses and looking for CCTV cameras here and there. We have our own evidence Um it's like recording your own phone calls, you know, marketing calls. I want to get there. It's on my wish list, Mateo. I will get there. Anyway, <laughs> so to the case study, um, Durand wrote to me recently about his motor vehicle claim, which was rejected by IWIS, which is part of the old, uh, of old mutual insurer, right? So his sister-in-law had been driving his daughter to school as she did routinely in his SUV. And at the end of August, uh, one morning, she collided with a minibus taxi at an intersection. She had stopped at the stop street, she said, but the minibus driver coming from her, her right at right angles had not. Um, but and the thing is that she was – my first question was, was she authorized to drive the car? Yes, she was. If she had an accident, there was going to be an extra excess, but she was definitely authorized to drive the car. But the claim was rejected on the grounds of what the insurer termed gross negligence. And I was like, but how could that how be would that figure if that she out? stopped at the stop street? Yeah, and then many bus driver had it. We could all see this playing out in our minds, right, this scenario. Well, here's the issue, Mateo. She may have felt that she had stopped at that stop street. And to give her the benefit of the doubt, I, I, you know, she 
I don't think she she made this up. I don't think she was trying to be untruthful. In her mind, she had stopped. But in fact, what had actually happened is that she had slowed down, but nowhere near a complete stop. Um, and oh. then she continued um, through the, 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 the stop street um, over the line. And then she spotted the minibus driver coming from her from her right. And the thing is, the driver did not stop at the stop sign at all. He, so she suddenly saw him, accelerated to avoid him, but the two vehicle, vehicles collided, right? And how do we know this? Well, we know this because of hard, hard evidence in the form of CCTV camera footage. Um, and not only that, we know it from accident information from the car itself. So it started tracking about five seconds before the uh, collision, and you can see at no point does her, does the speed get to naught, not even close. I think I should have looked this up. The closest was probably um, seven to ten kilometers an hour, something like that. And it but doesn't it count for uh, anything that law, she slowed down? No, it doesn't count for a stop. The, the, the law requires a complete stop. So Durand is not happy at all. He wrote to me, I've been paying my premium every month without interruption since December 2021. They never considered the police report and based the footage on so the police report says her statement saying I stopped and 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 saying the dry that minibus taxi driver didn't stop. Um he says based on the footage of the incident, she said she she um sorry. Based on the footage of the incident, they said she didn't completely stop and they reje- they rejected the claim based on that. Please help to ask IYS to review the claim. So I had a look at the two pieces of evidence and I knew that there was no merit in me asking them to review the claim because she did not come to a complete stop, as I've said, and hence she broke the law. Yes, the minibus driver coming from her right side didn't stop at all uh, and he didn't even slow down, but her failure to stop is all that's needed for a valid claim rejection. So that's a warning to everyone. Um, mm. But I did approach Old Mutual Insurer to ask a few questions around the role of technology, right, in accident analysis these days and how the assessors get hold of the, the video footage and, and all the rest um, and what permissions do they have? Um, and uh, so, um, yeah, do they ask for permission in the first place? Because I'd imagine you'd have to. And then I said, what if it's an old car, which doesn't have the computer capability to um, extract this sort of evidence out of the speeds and all the rest um, and and say there was no CCTV camera at that area, would they – how do you then prove gross negligence? Is it on witness reports only? But, you know, can they be relied on as, as being irrefutable because there's the human factor, right? Everything is subjective. So here's the response, and it was very illuminating. They claim you – know, every claim is unique and – Depending on the circumstances, different forms of evidence will be considered. They said we may obtain video footage, police accident reports, witness statements, and events data directly from the incident vehicle. Um, decisions regarding intersection accidents greatly benefit from video footage, but the claims validator will also consider other forms of evidence. Our preference in terms of intersection accidents is to secure verifiable data that is not, not dependent on the version of the parties. Okay, They want absolutely objective, not subjective evidence. Um, they said they get everything with the client's uh, consent. They get the consent at point of sale when the, when the policy is taken out. Um, it's in the policy contract, and um, when the customer registers a claim, they are asked for their consent to gather this evidence. Um, 
actually they said the CCTV footage was um, in the possession of of the insured. That's Durand, and he actually offered it up um, during when the claim was lodged. And um, as for um, the, the information from the car, it came from the event data recorder. The evidence served to be adequate to con- conclude the claim evaluation. I had asked, is it a tracking device? In yeah, the car what does that, that come from? This, the event you know, we all data know those tracking device. Or was it from the car's computer itself? Because I'm quite a motoring person, but I didn't, wasn't sure of that. And so I, when they gave me this answer about the event data recorder, I was like, can you give me some more information? Because I don't understand. So is, are you talking about the tracker or something in the car itself? And interestingly, I got a phone call not long ago from someone at IWAS who said, um, no, actually, it's in the car itself. Any car that has an airbag, they are able to extract the oh. information from the airbag. Did you know? I learned something. I today. had I love no it idea of things. that. So, yeah, so they can, from about five seconds before, before impact, they can tell the exact speed every second or every half second, whether it's braking, whether it's harsh braking, and all of that helps them build the case. Um, uh, so, as their clients, it's say, also important then to, yes. to get the video footage um, in terms of a dash cam, just to protect myself. If I know I'm a great driver, uh, I'm getting from this case, it, it does help to have the video evidence so that I don't have to you know, put a, a, a statement out that uh, the insurer doesn't believe anyway. They can just watch the video. Exactly. Yeah, and you can help other people with their cases. So, I spoke to a, a top uh, forensic accident investigator, Craig Proctor-Parker, who's always helpful in these kind of cases. And I said, what would your advice be? And he said, to avoid insurance claim drama, drive with a dash cam, and the, rate, the, 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 the price range is from two to 8000 And he says, ensure that you obey all laws, as it's almost impossible to prove who is correct and incorrect, either as a result of solid evidence or on a balance um, it's all, it's all almost always possible to prove from the evidence or a balance of probabilities. So, I, I mean, that's, as I say, it's on my wish list. I asked the um, ombuds, the insurance uh, ombudsman for short-term insurance, what happens if um, there's no technology at hand? What did they say? Can yeah, just an insurer, yeah. Can they come to a conclusion, your insurance company, that you were grossly negligent if there's no hard evidence? And the answer was… Um, in short, I'm trying to find it now. Give me one second. The answer was, um, the ultimate questions are what issues are in dispute? Who bears the evidentiary pr- burden of proving what? Have they discharged the relevant burden? Long story short, um, yes, recklessness can be established from circumstantial evidence. The law recognizes this. But we shouldn't have to in this day and age rely on circumstantial evidence with all the technology around and um, certainly um, get yourself your own evidence and uh, yeah, in terms of a dash cam if you can. And get a lot of us into budgeting for those <laughs> dash cams. <laughs> oh, well, that was Wendy Nola, the consumer and ninja, giving us more advice about how to protect ourselves in such instances. And of course, she was our consumer ninja for tonight.